AIK are not AOK, the penalty spot is not a ball, and Jana Anderson is not a mole. Sorry, what the f is Al Svenskan? Welcome to What the Fuck is Al Svenskan. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm just so excited that I've got energy back now um, <laughs> after last week's, um, yeah, roller coaster ride. Um, I'm back, baby. You guys miss me? Uh, no. no. The king is back. Long live the king. Thank you. There you go. I'm back. I have overlived. Wow, that was proper swinglish, wasn't it? I've survived. Um, that weird man flu slash covid slash whatever it was um and now i'm back um joining me today are the ever beautiful and um charming neil cook uh bonjourno see i, I thought oh, mike see. was going swedish so i'm gonna go for a different language every week from now on <laughs> and i did it in the style of uh brad pitt from uh Inglorious mm. Bastards as well. Just nice. I think that's on. what you do every language in the style of Brad Pitt from Inglorious Bastards, right? Even when uh, you speak Swedish. That is one of the best line readings of any movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bongiorno. Bongiorno. Yeah, and the uh, ever-incredulously awesome <laughs> Michael Woodfine is joining us today as well. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was very, okay. Yeah, very classy. Good, yeah. A new <laughs> Swedish greeting. I wonder how many intros we can do to a show with Mike saying something in Swedish. I mean, we're we got probably at our last what? one now. <laughs> I, I was racking my brain actually to think of. I reckon I can come up with like at least six more. Oh, come on, Mike! So, Get on okay, here. that's a challenge. <laughs> well, welcome everybody to today's show of what the fuck is El Svenskin? Uh, week two is in the books, and as ever, El Svenskin never fails to deliver some absolutely sensational moments of well football but also madness um and i'm actually just going to jump straight into my highlight of the week because mm -hmm. i don't think there's any other way to start the show than to talk about the poor hammerby goalkeeper oh. i mean i i i Please have a look at our Instagram and have a look at the reel that I posted of his. Um, yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know what he was doing, but it was. I mean, I've never seen that happen in a football match before in all my life. I've watched far too much football, and I've never seen that happen. Do you want to explain what did happen? That's probably a good start. <laughs> good start. Um, basically, one of the most you know tame and well placed back past rolled across the box on a beautiful sunny day somewhere in Sweden where Birk or Hecken played. Uh, I'm not really sure where they're from. But it, oh, thank you. Uh, it rolled across the box. And Dovin, like every goalkeeper is taught to, you know, playing with his eyes up, he puts Ooh. his foot out to stop the ball, makes a bit of contact with the ball, not enough contact with the ball because the ball keeps rolling behind him. He's then scanning 
feeling as cool as a cucumber, <laughs> scanning the pitch, looking for where he's going to put his pass. He goes, oh, I'm just going to take another touch of the ball. At the peripheral vision, he sees this little white round circle and he tries to take a touch of that. But that was the fucking penalty spot. Doesn't stop him having a second touch of the of the penalty oh, he, spot. He, it, <laughs> when, he, when he first written this, is, he does go back for another pass of the, of the penalty spot. <laughs> I've never seen it before. Yeah. And then Benny Traore has just been gifted the easiest mm. goal he will ever score in his career. He just, he, I, I, honestly, the look on his face, he was he was surprised, I think. And he mm. just rolled in, rolled the ball into the back of the net, and everybody yeah. just went. <sighs> it was mm-hmm. like a collective breath. And you realize that this incident will follow Dovin for the rest of his career. No matter where he goes, no matter what heights he achieves in his football career, this will And he's got up. a lot of potential. He's, he is. He's, uh, I thought he was yeah. one of the better goalies week one. Oh, yeah. Actually, back back on when, when the replay hit for that um, that mistake, the commentators on Discovery Plus um, <laughs> went, oh, had a good. And in, in the most... <laughs> Sighing way possible. Oh. Such a, yeah. But um, I, I have a theory. I have a theory as to why this happened. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, I did some research into it. And it, Ooh. Ooh. and it turns out that his dad was once in the Arsenal Academy. Oh, <laughs> so boom. Oh, wow. It, it must be that. Must be that. Wait, I'll wait, look. was he really? Yeah, his dad was in the was Arsenal he there? Academy. At the same time as Almunia, Fabianski, and um, Vito Minone. I'm still in shock, and I feel for the dude, because, like I say, there was some atrocious goalkeeping week one. He was one of the standout goalkeepers for me. Um, And that kind of really ruined what could have been an unbelievable match. I mean, Hammerby Heckham was a decent game. We're going to talk about it later on, but, Mm. I mean, that's not how you want to start, let's be honest, against a team like Heckham. A little sneak preview to that match report is that he mm. was a good goalkeeper even in that mm. match. Like, mm. He made a couple of blinding saves even in that yeah, match. Yeah, he but did. Anyway, anyway. He did, he did. Poor fella. But I mean, if you've got time and you fancy a laugh, um, have a look on our Instagram and watch the little video. Um, he will never live it down. And I feel sorry for the dude because I think he's got a decent career ahead of him. He's only young. Um, yes. Neil, what was your highlight of the week? Uh, that my mate Simon scored a goal. Quite a free <laughs> Simon. <laughs> Which uh, Simon? There's like 500 of them. No, but Tess for Lit Techie. Mr. Mr. Techie to me and you. Yeah, Simon said, score a goal by crossing the ball. And that's what happened. I mean, Simon was also good during the game. He wasn't didn't just score a goal. He was actually balling. Yeah, mm. but my highlight was him scoring. Mike, mm. what was your highlight of the week? Oh uh, yeah, my highlight of the week. Um, so the nation's favourite sausage monger is at it again. <gasps> yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> I was like, "What are you on about, a sausage monger?" And then I realised who you were talking about. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a real word, but sausage monger or sausage <laughs> magnet, maybe. <laughs> okay, so just to give a little backstory for our English and uh, international listeners, and by um, international listeners, I mean that one guy in Mexico. Um, oh yeah shout out to the guy in mexico that's listening to the podcast but yeah so just a little refresher um the manager of the swedish national team 
Jan Anderson just can't keep himself out the news. Um, since we've been following um, Alsvenskan and Swedish football in the last month, um, he's got into a huge row on national TV um, with a very high-profile pundit after beating Azerbaijan 5-0. Um, yeah, he massively lost his temper. There was there was a public apology, all sorts of backlash. And, um, and then he became the face of sausage. Of course. And now um, he was on the Swedish version of Masked Singer. And this was taken right out of one of Andy's fever dreams last weekend because he was there dressed as a giant, like, friendly mole, um, <laughs> singing along to E-Type and slapping his ass. Um, no! Slapping, yeah, it, slapping whose ass? His own. Oh. Um, in the mole suit. Let's just add that. Um, and then he, obviously, he got voted out straight. <laughs> he got voted off the show immediately. Did they find out uh, who he was straight away? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's gone. He is gone. And uh, it was Mr. Yanne. Like, the weird thing it is about this guy is you might think, well, this guy he sounds like a bit of a maverick, a bit of a crazy guy. Um, no, he's literally the mo- one of the most boring men you can you will ever meet in your life. Yeah, he's up to all kinds of crazy stuff. He is mm. the epitome of four four two. I mean that that mm. for me is just him in a nutshell. He is so boring, but now he's sponsored by a sausage yep. company and he's showing up on on Mars Singer. Like I don't get this guy's. Was I, I don't he get any it. good? Was he any good? Uh, I mean, what do you think, no. Neil? Uh, I'm hoping, yeah. yes. Well, I mean, okay, if that's not yeah. a highlight about Alsvenskin, I don't know what is. Uh, Jan Anderson dressed as a mole mm. on national TV. I just want to add to this. Like, um, if we were to, like, if Gareth Southgate was to do this kind of shit in the last month, um, people would be worried about him. But... <laughs> This this brings me perfectly on to a random <laughs> quiz that I've got for you two guys. Oh, just out ooh. of the blue. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So oh, um, Neil's got the quiz this time. Well, yeah, I know. It, it, it came to me at last minute, so you, 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 it, it, it won't take too long. So there is an English version of this show, uh, The Masked Singer. I don't know how we're going to do this, but um, the first person that can tell me the former England manager that was on the English version of The Masked Singer. Wait, there was an England manager? Okay. There was an England manager on the English Masked Singer. Is it Sven? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not Sven. Okay. Is it Andy? Steve McLaren? It is not Steve oh. McLaren. <laughs> Steve McLaren! That's <laughs> not the um, Wally with the Broly, I thought. Yeah, you know. with his Dutch accent that he put yeah. on that time. Oh, wow. <laughs> Who else Any more guesses? Oh, Glenn Hoddle. And Mike Woodvine has taken the yes! win with no! Glenn Hoddle. Yes. That makes so much sense now. So, okay, I'll get... Like, Glenn Hoddle uh, had a little bit of a music career back in the day. <laughs> okay. And he ha- he was... Yeah, this is very English now, but he was on a TV show mm. called Top of the Pops. Even he even made it to that level, which was a British no TV way. show what? about the the current charts. And he was on there with another England international because he was a bit younger. At this <gasps> is it stage. John Barnes? It's not John Barnes. So who is oh. the other England international? A Tottenham player. Oh, I'll give you that. 
Oh, jeez, oh, I don't know any of those. Any England international Tottenham player? Oh, Darren Anderton. <laughs> no, he's older than that. Is oh, it going to be like Eric Dyer when he was 10 or something? So, no, we've got Hoddle and Waddle. Oh, of, of course. course. Chris Waddle. So Hoddle and Waddle. Of course. Hoddle and Waddle. So you're basically saying there's hope for Yanni yet because yeah. it didn't ruin Glenn Hoddle's exactly. career, apparently. No, they were on there with a song called Diamond Lights. Got to number 12 in the charts. Oh, Jesus. Okay, I know what I'm listening but to take tonight. A guess at what Glenn Hoddle was dressed as. This is quite bizarre on um, on The Masked Singer. Was he dressed as Yana Anderson? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Neil put us out of our misery. He was dressed as a grandfather clock on... Uh, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> quite bizarre. Oh, anyway, wow. Honestly. that was my mini, my mini quiz, people. Well done, Mike. You're the only one that Mike's got there. any points for that. Nice. I think TV's been around for long enough now that we're starting to run out of ideas. Um, and people who are willing to put themselves through this, which is why I think Jan Anderson suddenly got a guest appearance on yeah. a singing show. Yeah, uh, so. Anyway, I mean, as much as I would like to spend another full episode talking about Jan Anderson, I think it is <laughs> time to move on and discuss the game of the week, um, which picked by yours truly, um, and actually probably lived up to the expectations of game of the week. Um, a lot mm. went on. Uh, I am, however, after last week's unbelievable delivery of the 10 words or less summary from you two, I'm really looking forward to the part of this, the show now where I ask you, can you sum up the Hammerby Bicor Hecken game in 10 words or less? And let's go with Neil. Okay, so I've, I've gone a little bit on, you know, Mike last week, he gave us a headline almost. So I'm, I've, I've, I've gone a little bit down that track and I've I've gone with, don't use a hammer to trim a bush. <laughs> that's what I've gone with. <laughs> oh, that's good. That is really good. Yeah. yeah. That's what I went with. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, my, that's uh, so good. That's my 10 oh, words or less, guys. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, this is my favorite part of the entire podcast. That's <laughs> amazing. See, I feel I think Neil Neil's won this already. Mine is mine is shocking compared to this. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. You should have gone first. <laughs> I've literally just got Hecken Hellstrom written down. Oh, like Hawken. Hawken Hellstrom. Is that, is that Yeah, it? that's mm. it. That's literally all I got written down there. I didn't <laughs> Is it because it was a masterclass in in performance mm. or it was it was gonna be something along those lines and I think I thought I finished writing it and then I didn't. Okay. So uh Neil, you take this week's uh that Thanks, is guys. sensational a bit of uh, headline writing. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. I might have a new career ahead of me. I was just gonna say you two the phone's gonna be ringing off the hook in the studio if we mm. had a studio. Um brilliant. Um <laughs> So on that note, uh, obviously we've talked a little bit about our, our, our poor friend Dovin, um, who put Heckin into the lead quite graciously, mm. um, as if the match wasn't going to be hard enough with high-flying top-of-the-league Heckin um, mm. at home on their home debut. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean... See, that mistake was bad, but it was also at the worst possible time. It was five minutes in, like... So the mistake itself is awful, but 
the timing of it is makes it even worse because Hecken go into the lead early on and this is the the whole game is now suited to them. And yeah, especially with the amount of pace that they have on the counter. Mm. I mean, you don't really want to be pushing from a goal down five minutes in away. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't a great start. No. But yeah. I mean, um, actually, I think because we watched this game together because uh, it was Neil's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, <laughs> Neil. Um, so, yeah, exactly. Um, so we, we watched this game together and I remember mm. just everyone just looking at each other like, wait, what just happened? Yeah. Um, and it took everyone by surprise. And I didn't actually remember it being that early in the game. I... Mm. I thought it was much later on. And then afterwards, when I looked at the sort of the ticker, I was like, wait, that was in the fifth minute? Yeah. Um, it felt like the match was very finely poised at that point, but it was so early. Mm. I think I thought, I think I've based the whole season on on that Hammerby eye call match. So Hammerby looked <laughs> pretty good. Eye call couldn't cope. And um, <clears throat> I sort of thought, ah, oh, Hammerby Hecken, that's going to be a nice close game. And maybe it would have been, but mm. actually, it it felt like Hecken were a, a class above Hammerby. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know Free how much. Up at half time. Yeah, was that down to them conceding in five minutes and losing hope that quickly? I don't know. Yeah, I think they just it just played right into the into um, uh, Hecken's uh, hands there, yeah. because they had they had a really like simple game plan and they it was so effective they would sit back then press in certain zones tackle crossfield ball immediately to either benny Traore or ibrahim sadiq large Lars's son and or large Larson as well yeah mm. and then they would move the ball so quickly between howard and they just couldn't cope with it um there was a few times like samuel gustafsson uh i think that's his name right central midfielder for for um Hecken really impressed me his awareness to switch the play yeah. every time, and he put so many great passes. Uh, yeah. Often, a often a player in that position will just play like a, a shorter pass, and then mm. either the midfielder would take on that more sort of um, you'd call it a ping, effectively ping the ball over to the the wide players. But he was doing mm. a great job just skipping that that, that middleman effectively, and really um, catching out the left or the right back of. Of Hammerby with those passes. Yeah, he was. He yeah. for me, he was this week's um, Magnus Eriksson. Like he was mm-hmm. dictating the play, like fantastically well. And I kind of missed him in the first game, uh, the first second game. I I, I, I realized he was very good in that game as well. But um, mm. I was so sort of busy watching all the eye candy of the front three. Um, but my God, mm. he is a sensational footballer. Um, and he literally he makes them tick for sure. Um, the second goal, it's it's, it's a, exactly what we're talking about here. It was a, it was a crossfield ball. Uh, Simon Strand massively misjudges the crossfield pass, and he falls oh. over backwards like sort of a an old Swedish pine in Hwa Gordon. And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the ball's played across. Impeccable touch by by Benny Traore again, who was great. And, Finish the bottom corner, but uh, yeah, Simon Strand didn't cover himself in glory there. Yeah. No, no, and I love Simon Beach. I think he's uh, he's he's a great little player. But I mean, Benny Traore, um, I, I the who's the Hammerby centre back? Catullus or Finger? 
No, the other dude. Finger. The fella that doesn't look like he should be playing football. Um, oh, the geography uh, teacher. Finger, the geography teacher. Yeah, the guy that looks mm. like he should be teaching like middle school geography. Yeah. His mm. face when Triori did this, obviously like little shoulder fake, let the ball mm. roll across his body. And Fender, he's, he's literally, he's got his head in his hands before he's even turned around and seen that mm. he's put in the back of the net. Yeah. He's been soul sold leaves his body. down for a hot dog. He's going to Yana's Korov stand and getting a hot dog because, <laughs> and he's already he's already like checked out mentally mm. at that point. He mm. was it was so easy. I mean, it was so easy. Um, but it was a great touch. It was a great touch, but it was far too easy. I mean, is there anything more degrading as a centre back than leading that sort of a goal and then having to go no. and chew on Yana's sausage? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, like, if you watch, is that what happens goals, in the in the Swedish national team? Or? Yeah. Oh god, <laughs> different path now, boys. We're on down a different path again. We're on a whole different podcast again. Yeah. Um, but but um, yeah, I mean, I think that goal was actually almost more embarrassing. How easy? Actually, no, that's a lie. You you can't go over mistaking the penalty spot for the ball. Um, mm. As much as I'm trying to like dig Dovin out of this hole, it's not going to happen. But. Mm. How do you guys uh, think how big of an injury uh, is Ibrahim Sadiq's injury for Hekim? Is there a, is there a time on it? Um, they haven't. I haven't read anything. They could have been. Um, mm. I tried uh, looking again today, and uh, they haven't come out with a timeline mm. or anything. Yeah. He, he he was sprinting. Uh, he was sprinting, wasn't he? And he pulled up, and it was his yeah. hamstring. So mm. in normal cases, it would be like four to six weeks, probably. Yeah. Yeah. They've actually got, they signed this um, winter, they signed Ola Kamara. I don't know if you know this, he's a, yeah. he's a Norwegian yeah, national Norwegian team player. He's, he played in MLS, I think, for the last few years. Mm. Um, but he's been, I think he's been injured or he's not been playing so far. But um, he's quite high, he was there with their replacement for Jeremy Yef, that guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeremy Yef. Um, I'm still doubtful that's his name. Has anyone double-checked it? Has anyone double-checked it? No. Oh, nice. No, but it'll be interesting to see how they cope. I mean, if they move Triari out wide or if they play the um, the other guy, the guy that came on the winger, Udinez. Mm. I'm just taking a random stab in the dark at his name. Um, yeah, Udinez. But it'll be interesting to see. Let's younger. see how deep Hecken actually are um, and if uh, that makes any of a difference to them running away with the league. Because, I mean... They, they look really good. They look really good. Like, they mm. look mm. like genuine champions in waiting basically yeah so well drilled they all knew what they were supposed to be doing and yeah it was so clear yeah. to watch them tactically on how they were playing which is yeah it's it quite was... difficult to watch in Nelsvenskin because i think for example um hammerby looks a little bit confused in the first half of yeah are they playing with two false nines like it right there was a bit of uh confusion sometimes it looked mm. like between techie and bezra of whether who was coming inside, and they ended up with a very square midfield after a while. Yeah, yeah. But I thought, I did wonder in the second half if they had eased up. So, Mike, maybe you know, I don't know, but did mm. did um, Hecken concede a lot of possession in the second half? Yeah. Um, overall, it was fifty nine percent possession to Hammerby, um, and it was sixty three percent possession to them in the second half. Okay. Um, and I think I don't know if Game State has to do anything about that, but they. Um, Hammerby made 200 more passes than Hecken. Um, okay. They they had a lot more territory, and on the Footmobs momentum index, it had them in the second half showing all the momentum from about the 54th minute. It was all okay. Hammerby yeah. on that. 
index. Um, but I don't know if game state has much to do with that. But Hammerby yeah. did look quite slick with the ball. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I the first half it felt like they'd overthunk it. You know, they, they suddenly Bezra playing as a false nine instead of dictating the play from the midfield, and then it felt like towards the second half he got back to doing what he's done, it does best, and they started ticking a lot better. Um, but yeah, it was. It did feel like it felt. I felt similar to watching AIK game, and they just massively overthought that process. It felt mm-hmm. like. Um, um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. You can't really go in to the heckin' game and not overthink it, I guess, because they, they they seem to be scaring the shit out of the rest of the league already. Mm. But yeah. um, maybe just keep it simple, because you're right. <laughs> yeah. The second half was much better. Mm. Talking about um, scaring the shit out of people, um, heckin's right back. Spooky oh. guy, really spooky guy. <laughs> yeah, he looks like uh, he looks like someone who's just been hired for like a Halloween special. Mm. Um, he's, yeah, a, he's, he's a he's interesting a, looking fella. He's way over one ninety. Um, <laughs> it looks like anyway. And as a right back, um, and he really impressed me with his actual like his physicality and his um, he. I think he provided a few of the the crossfield passes. Um, Potentially for the third goal, I think it could have been. Um, but he also went off injured, didn't he? No, different different guy. Their centre back went off injured. Hammer. Um, but yeah, he really he really impressed me. I think I think he was decent. I thought he he looked like he would be maybe mid thirties, late twenties. Yeah, he's um, twenty one. He's, he's from 21. Iceland though, so you know. Mm, like, yeah. like Vel- <laughs> but his his hairline's already on the back of his head. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he looks like he's had four kids and mm. suffered greatly yeah. but he's a very good footballer and he's very imposing physically um you think uh, eddie howe should sign him up oh honestly he's down he's the icelandic dan burn 100 <laughs> percent. no it's a, it's a well-drilled team it's a well-drilled team um let's move on uh we need to get through the rest of the week's fixtures and there are some interesting ones and some absolute board draws um so Let's kick it off with uh, Diego Forst, Helmstead. Neil, you had an extra eye on this game. Yeah, I had a bit of a look at it. It was it was a pretty pretty entertaining match, actually. So uh, Helmstead, they took a, a nice early lead. It was a good left-footed strike from outside of the box, actually. It was a nice little finish into the bottom left corner. Yep, so that was pretty good. Eric Alstrand with the goal there. And then uh, Diego Forst, they, uh, they ended up winning the game 3-1. Uh, all three of uh, Degerfors's goals were half volleys. Uh, that's a stat, isn't it? Mm. That's a stat. Yeah, that's a stat. So that's beautiful. Uh, yeah. So first of all, there was a uh, left-footed half volley from outside the box by an unpronounceable name. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't even know. Again, it's one of those ones I'm not really sure where to start on. I feel like this is a running theme. Uh, Abdel Karim, <laughs> at least I've got, and then Mama. <laughs> Sounds like the start of a Queen song. Yeah. Abdel Karim, Mama Choche. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, that's who we've got. He's half volleyed it from uh, outside the box there. Uh, mm. Nice left footer. And then our friend from last week, Luis Suarez, turns up. Oh, yeah. Yes. I saw Suarez scored. Yeah, he, uh, or Diego Campos, as it's actually called. Um, it was a nice tidy finish. The ball sort of bounces across the area and he comes in from the left-hand side and half volleys it uh, past mm. the keeper. Very tidy finish. question is, should he be playing, would be my <laughs> um, yeah. concern as a Halmstad fan because that actually takes them into the lead. And then uh, yeah. there's 
then the third goal was like a, a half volley from uh, sort of set it up himself. It bounced to him, he kicked it up once, it bounced again, and Rasmus Erikvist uh, volleyed it in. Um, but Degforsch were deserved winners. They had 22 shots to Helmstad's nine over the course of the match. 22 mm. shots? Yeah, not many on Bloody target. Hell. But uh, 22 shots. Uh, well, if they're trying to half volley everything, then I guess yeah. it's, there's, there's room for error. Yeah. And there, so, yeah, that's one <laughs> loss and one win for both teams as of now, anyway. So, sitting in mid table. But Degelfors, I think I said it last week. Um, I was actually quite impressed with them last week against yeah. Hammerby. And, you know, they seem to, mm. they'd done well against a Helmstead team that played well the week before mm. as well. Um, they, they, yeah, for. For a team that I'd literally never heard of, um, <laughs> they um, they're doing pretty good. Um, I mean, it does help if you've got Luis Suarez playing for your team. Um, yeah, they have they have got Campos. a bit of quality in their team. A bit of quality, there, surprisingly sure. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the young Belgian centre mid as well that's playing um, uh, Palovic, I think his name is. Yeah, um, yeah he's he, he looks a player as well. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see exactly. who had the uh, Bromo Malma oh. match. Oh, that was me, Brom and Malmo. So, okay, that game, that game, it felt like it lasted about four years. Um, <laughs> first of all, all the all the shit we were talking about, Bromer, um, from week one about how they were utterly useless and they were mm. going straight down. They were really good. Um, okay. And it, now, with without having watched a lot of Elsvenskin, it's kind of hard to draw these conclusions. But because it's kind of like, okay, were Bromer just really good in this game, or were Malbo just particularly bad? Mm. Um, Bromer basically had a simple game plan. It was five at the back when defending, very tight and compact, and then they were absolutely lethal on the counter. Um, they could have scored four or five in the first half. Yeah, I watched this as well, and I was actually really impressed with them. Compared to what we thought about them last week, they looked they actually in the first half. Yeah, exactly. Euro Gordon made them look a bit silly in in, in week one, um, mm. and then I was watching that game expecting you know a Malmo runaway victory, and Malmo scraped through in the end. They won two one in the end. Mm. Um, old uh, Kisitalin, aka Smooches McGee. He scored <laughs> twice, bringing his tally to three goals in two games. Um, mm. and his second goal he took really well. Um, but yeah, they 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 scraped over the line in that game. Yeah, I got to say my highlight of that game was the fact that there's a a bouncy castle behind the Bromer goal. <laughs> um, it's not only that; it's that their keeper made two or maybe oh. even three big errors and looked like a clown. And it didn't help that there was a, a massive bouncy castle behind him, yeah. <laughs> reminding him. Yeah, I know. I noticed that bouncy castle, and mm. I just thought, Jesus Christ! I was half expecting like... the subs to start warming up on it. Yeah, I wonder like, like that. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Like, is it like a part of their routine? <laughs> Have a little bounce, lads, and then we're out in five. <laughs> <laughs> All I did on a bouncy oh. castle when I was younger was like wrestle my brothers. So maybe that's it. Like they're all mm. pretending to be like Hulk Hogan on the bouncy castle before like oh, yeah. turning up for the match. Andy would do like all sorts of like suplexes on me. Yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was the, it was the beauty of having brutal. a much smaller younger brother. It was great yeah. fun. But I, 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 I mean, I can just imagine the warm ups. Um, yeah. 
physio getting everyone running down. Are we running sprints today, coach? No, no, no. Everyone get on the cars and have a jump around. Oh. You would get pretty sweaty from bouncy castles, though, to be fair. <laughs> Yeah, right. activate the calves. You'd be great. Yeah. No, but it was weird because yeah, the stadium, the Bromaboykina Stadium. I've realised that I've actually played in that stadium uh, before in yeah. like Division Six or Seven or something. Um, and it's um, it doesn't yeah, it it doesn't look like a real stadium. And then the fact that they had a bouncy castle behind the goal, it's like, oh, and no names on the back of the shirt. It's like, guys, come on, like take yourself seriously. Yeah, yeah. It's like a but, bouncy um, castle surrounded by policemen as well, wasn't it? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> really maybe bizarre. it was for them. Secure the castle. Secure. Right. Secure. <laughs> Secure the castle. Oh shit! But the Bromma goalkeeper again had an absolute nightmare. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm ah, oh, it's really easy to sit here with a glass of wine in my hand slating uh, professional footballers when I'm never made it as a footballer myself. But um he was he was he was so bad. Um the expected goals uh that he faced was one point two and he conceded two. He had fourteen accurate passes the whole game. That's forty eight percent. And his long ball accuracy was two of seventeen. 12% long ball accuracy. And that's just the distribution. That's not bearing in mind the fact that he could not get his feet in a line when the ball rolled across the box and luckily bounced into, I think, one of his legs or the post or something. It, yeah. This guy needs to go to some kind of like dance class or something to be able to understand mm. how to move his body in a manner that is going to prevent goals and not just look like a clown. Because uh, yeah. he struggled, and he's been um, looks like he's been on the kebab pizzas as well. He, he couldn't oh, get up for that second error. It was uh, it was mm, difficult watching. It was very difficult watching. If you watch a film, and there's always like a bad guy, and they've got a stupid mate that's like his henchman. They've got like a stupid <laughs> henchman. Yes, yeah. that's that's him. He looks like a stupid <laughs> henchman. I look like he's one of the, like, he's the tall guy from yeah. Home Alone. Yeah, exactly. It just looks like yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. He's got roles in films for years to come if the goalkeeping never like sort of pans out for him, which it doesn't look like it will. Bless him. No. But I mean, no. I mean, do you know? What? I actually think he was he was playing in the in the Bundesliga a couple of years ago. No. Or at least for a Bundesliga. There's side. a reason he's not anymore. Oh God, you're right. He was playing for mm. Amina Beifeld. Yeah, he was on loan. Oh, but he was on loan from August 20, uh, 2022 to August 2022. <laughs> oh, he just turned up and they were like, oh, shit, we got the wrong guy. They were like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> Cancelled oh, it. Fella. Cancelled it straight away. Oh, no. No, but he, he's having an absolute mare. Um, he has 115 appearances for AIK, though, between 2015 and 2020. So he's obviously, hmm. he's no, you know, he's, he's no spring chicken and he's he doesn't look like he should be making these kind of mistakes but anyway Malmo got back into the game and um, mm. I think they scored what an 80th minute and the 92nd minute um, yeah. but they, they should have been 3-0 down at half time there, there was some absolute um, rockets uh, that Bromer Boykina were launching. They were there. The, some of the sh the counter attacks, yeah. and they hit, I think they hit the bar, the crossbar. They they looked really good. But mm. did you see Mike in the thirty seventh mm. minute? Mister um, Cricket himself got subbed off injured. Oh yeah, and I think uh, Sandberg Magnuson. 
Mm, Sam Bury Magnuson. I think, I think they would maybe, have won if he'd stayed on. Maybe he's got to go bold 10 overs for Surrey in a few <laughs> minutes. <laughs> oh, I love it. But um, I think um, one of the other things from that game is I, I swear I missed half of the game watching it because apparently Bromer Poikina can only afford one camera to film the game. Mm. Um, and every time they were filming to the left, which was the end Malmo were attacking, which was the mm. entire first half, basically. Uh, the Malmo fans were obviously camped out bottom left-hand corner and they were just flaring it up the whole game. So you couldn't see half the action. You, every time Bromo Poikin encountered, it was exciting because you can actually see the football. But yeah, um, mm. yeah I mean, let, maybe invest in a few more cameras, guys. Yeah. So, you know, in uh, in amateur or kids football over here, there's a lot of it's um we're in stockholm so a lot of these kids football teams have quite a lot of cash they'll invest in one of these i think they're called like vimo cameras and they're like these green triangle spaceship type things and you you put them on one side and they follow the ball um and it was it was that sort of feeling watching that Bromer game. It felt like they got one right. of those cameras and it was just following the ball with no mm. real. Well, if anyone would like to donate to Bromer Poikina so they can get another camera to film their Alsvenskin games, yeah, um, I'm sure we can find a link for donations for them. <laughs> we'll set up a GoFundMe. Yeah. Um, on to the next game. Are you serious? Uh, AKIK serious against Animal Park, Neil. Animal Park. I still love the name Animal Park. I want. I naturally want to call them Zoo, but Animal Park is just brilliant. It makes them. It's a bit South Parky. It's a bit shit. It's a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks for giving me the honour of seeing this game, guys. A, a nice nil nil. There was a couple of a couple of things that went on though. There was an early dive for the the serious uh, centre forward, but that was like, yes. It was sort of, mm. like when I first watched it, I thought it was quite convincing, and the ref, I think the ref did quite well not to give it, because when you mm. look back on the replay, he's sort of tripped up his own feet um, and fallen over. Mm. And I think one of the biggest things with it was he didn't even try and claim it himself. Uh, but yeah. I, I, he definitely went for the dive and then went, "Oh no, that was too shit." I can't ask the ref to give me a penalty for this. <laughs> uh, he, he looked really good that because that was that Joachim Persian, Persian, Persian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him yeah, in, was, in week was. one, and he, he he went off for half time though. Looks like a good player. Maybe there was an injury. I don't know, but uh, yeah, he, I'm not sure. He, he looks right. Or maybe maybe his manager went. That was such a shit dive. You've got to get the fuck <laughs> off the pitch, like. Uh, Go and give me ten bounces right now. One, one thing, I, <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's the wrong pitch, but um, it's a long way to go in fucking bounce. Go to Bromer and give me 10 bounces. That's a fucking, that's a harsh uh, punishment. That's ambitious. But, um, yeah. but yeah, but what I never understand is why they're not booked. So like he's cleaned yeah. through, he's mm. taken a dive, the ref's gone, absolutely not a penalty. So he must be, he, he must be thinking he's dived, but he's, he doesn't get a yellow card out anyway. Mm. But there was a booking and it was the, uh, the goalkeeper for Jürgen Gordon. He, um, oh yes, I was sending P- off. Yeah, Peter Czech, right? Yeah, Peter Czech. Peter Czech. He um, he comes running out, and the thing is, is that in Sweden, all of these pitches, they're sort of um, artificial turf, so you know the ball bounces true. So there's really no excuses as to what happened next. And that was the case that like he, he's come running out, and the ball's just bounced past him, 
and he's sort of taken the player out who was running through. Mm. And it's, I don't know, it's, he's been sent off, but I think they were covering players. Did any of you guys see this? Yeah, sorry. It looked like there were two covering centre-backs. Yeah. yeah, in position there. I think you could have you could have easily given him a yellow and went on with the game there. Yeah, because um, you know it, it wasn't as clean cut um, as mm. as it would seem if it was a straight red. Yeah. So seriously, they had a bit of pressure after that. Um, you Gordon, they brought on uh, Andre Picanel, uh, an eighteen-year-old goalkeeper. He was the yeah. best goalkeeper I've seen so far in uh, the Elephant Skin. He was really yeah. good. Like, solid debut. Everyone must be. Imagine being a parent to your 18 year old coming on and mm. uh, and having a. He had a, he had a good game. Solid. Pretty the only thing. I mean, there's a job There's a job going in Bromer if he wants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. But the, the closest thing to a goal that I saw really was uh, Ericsson uh, almost scored an own goal. From a counter attack that Sirius should have, short, should have scored from, uh, messed up the final ball and it sort of bounced off of Ericsson and he just, yeah, the keeper had to make a save from his own player's shot. But other Jesus. than that, not much else going on, really. Pretty Sirius uneventful, had a nil, nil. Yeah, mm. Sirius must be kicking themselves, though. They had a chance to beat Ewa Gordon and they fluffed it up, really. Too. Well, what happened in Kalmar Gothenburg then, Mike? Your favourite team in the league, Gothenburg. How did they get along? <laughs> They, they didn't they didn't show up it was oh. quite a dull match and Kalmar absolutely dominated it um i think yetabori got an xg of like 0.6 or 0.8 something like that <laughs> um ouch and yeah the, the first goal uh, by Kalmar was scored by scrab which is a quite a cool name um yeah they just basically went straight through the middle of Gothenburg and they showed no resistance it was like a hot knife through smur and um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they they probably could have they they should have scored quite a few. Um, I think Kalmar they actually looked quite good, or Gothenburg were just awful. Uh, one of the two. Last week, Neil was very impressed with with Kalmar's keeper, um, and mm. he looked very comfortable for the ball at his feet. But I got to say, the one that stood out for me this week um, from Kalmar is their centre midfielder Carl Gustafsson. Um, he's twenty three years old, and it was very similar to uh, the Heck and the. Uh, midfielder um his stats he had 87 percent pass accuracy six clearances four interceptions 78 percent of his duels one and 100 percent of his dribbles as well so he was yeah he was superb in the middle but Gothenburg were just just abject um so mike are Gothenburg hmm. going down 100 percent, they're going down they are <laughs> they're they're circling the drain right now <laughs> this early on the season <laughs> no no um I don't know. They have to nice. really change it up because they're not gonna win. I don't. They really don't look like they're gonna win any matches playing like the way they have. And I think they've got they've got a run of tough fixtures coming up as well. So no hope for Gothenburg. Just like yeah, they got Malmo, Jurgården, Norrköping. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough run. Speaking of Norrköping, you watched the I call Norrköping game, didn't you, Andy? Oh, I did. And this was actually probably the most interesting game of the week in terms of mm. talking points because okay. AIK are absolutely awful. <laughs> um, now, I think like you, Neil, I've seen one live game this year 
and I base a lot of my <laughs> my uh, you know in-depth analysis on that one <laughs> game. Um, Hammerby looked good, and I was like, oh, Hammerby must be good. Or or is it the ARK are not good because they sleepwalked through the entire first half? There were misplaced passes, bad touches. The fans at one point it was hilarious. Mm. They started singing, "We want to see AIK." It's, mm. I mean, brilliant chant um, because they didn't turn up, and then basically they were booed off at half time at home in front of thirty thousand people. Some of the chants mm. in Sweden are um, insanely terrible. So I can't say it <laughs> even to us, but someone told me about a Hammerby chant at the weekend. Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, that's not PG thirteen. No, it's not, is it? Yeah. Um, it was unbelievably. I don't um, think they say it weird. anymore, though. Mm. But yeah, yeah, no, I think I think I actually quite appreciate that one. I thought that was uh, the irony was was brilliant in it. Um, they yeah. they did not turn up. Old Jimmy yeah. Dumas again had an absolute mare. Was subbed off oh, at half time again. Uh, I I genuinely don't know where he goes from here. I mean, obviously he's going to keep starting because of his name value, but AIK, the middle of the park, mm. you might as well just just not put anybody there. Bilal Hussein was also terrible; like they were overrun. Mm. It was another one where they sort of they seemed to overthink the game and they they started playing with, um, yeah, two uh, Victor Fisher and that Fasahi Fes- Fasahi. Thank you, um, they and. It's just those two up top and then absolutely nobody for two miles around them and then a back five. Um, and then they had at one point they had like a center back playing center mid and then dropping into a back three and then a back five. Sometimes it was just, they were all over the shop. Um, it was, it's AIK's worst start since 1974, 79, sorry. Wow. What were we going to say? Um, Mike? Yeah. Sorry. I, w- I just wanted to say about the, the AIK midfield. Um, they were playing against Norsherping, who had uh, Jesper Cisse starting for the first time. Yes. Him, who they have just signed from AIK. Who looks exactly like the player that AIK are missing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And he was so calm on the ball. And uh, he just bossed He was the really good. Yeah. I don't know why they got rid of him. Um, yeah. It is an odd one because I, I think, yeah, because yeah, you and I were watching this game together and we were like, hold mm. on a minute. Cisse looks like the player that AIK are missing. And, well, six days ago they sold him um mm. i mean of course it's it's one of those things where you play against your old team you either have your best game of your life or your worst game so it'll be interesting <laughs> to see if he can continue this form uh, or if he just stepped up as a big fuck you to aok mm. but uh, he looked really good but nor shopping one of the things that stood out uh, actually first of all they were really good um mm. really really good um, it, so it was a it was a culmination of AIK being bad and then being good, but Sigurdsson, yeah, he's he's one of the elite players in Alsvenskan. He was running rings mm. around AIK. His goal, he just basically walked into the box. Yeah, the defending was shocking, but he just walked in and blasted it in. He looks like a footballer. He looks like the guy that you you know you see go off the bus and you go oh shit. He had a headband, blonde ponytail. White boots, you know, like white wristbands uh, as well. White wristbands, oh, yeah, definitely. You could tell. Um, but he was absolutely unreal and far too good for Elsvenskan. It looks like he's kind of having a bit of a walk in the park. He's on loan from he's playing a different game, right? He's playing a different, yeah, yeah. I I picked him out, um, in the first week. He was, he was my pick of the the shopping team, just looked a level above. 
And he was even better against ARK. He's just yeah. running the show. Absolutely. No one could get near him. That um, it, One of the ARK centre-backs had a, quite a few run-ins with him. Yeah, uh, Milosevic. Yeah, he kept taking him out. And he also took a chunk out of his back when he was laying on the floor as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But they couldn't, they couldn't cope with him. He, he was mm. too good. I mean, Norshavring have some interesting players on loan. They've got him on loan from CSKA Moscow. They've got Good Johnson on loan from the Madrid Mestalla like, Academy. Mm. And then they got that Robeck guy on loan from AC mm. Milan, who I don't know if you saw this, but he made history by I think he's been he was the first ever player to get booked before making an appearance in the Alsvenskan. Mm-hmm. He was on the sideline warming up and he got a yellow card for I think oh yeah, proper shit housery. What he did is um AK getting ready to take the goal kick and he just kicks a ball onto the pitch so they can't start the you know, they can't start a quick counter absolute shithousery mm-hmm. next level like jamie vardy nice. would be proud of that um but he got he got a yellow card before he'd even come on um but again a massive talent nor shopping i mean they could be fun to watch this year actually i'm uh, mm. i'm definitely gonna have an eye on them oh and neil mike and i've decided that you can't have them as your tottenham comparison because they're far too that's too good yeah too good too good mm. you need to suffer more mm. i think i think unfortunately we've had more votes for Hammerby, yeah, but no, you're not getting them either. The, they're, they're too, I think AIK <laughs> might have to be your team this year, Neil. I think, I think we've had a few listeners already show their concern that you've got a little love affair with Hammerby already. So I don't, <laughs> is, that, is that why you're trying to protect a little them bit, from my a little support? Bit. I definitely have a, a little bit of a soft spot mm-hmm. for them. So. But yeah, I'm trying to stay impartial here. Come on, Neil. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. But uh, anyway, um, we'll yeah, I mean, AIK, Norshaving, we could talk about that game for another couple of hours um, mm. because mm. There, was a, there was a lot of things happening. But another thing that I found hilarious, just because it's one of my biggest pet peeves in Altsvenskan, is, you know, like last week I said, I hate teams that don't have the players' names on the back. Mm. Well, Norshaving are a mm. team who have players' names on the back, but they brought on this poor fella... Um, uh, Sandberg, and they mm. obviously do not rate this guy because they didn't even bother writing his fucking name on the back of his shirt. They just gave him thirty-four. <laughs> oh, they play mix it up. It's so bizarre. He was lining up with the others on the on the side, and it's like, what? Okay, that's Roback. That's the other one. Right. And what? He doesn't get a name. He doesn't get yeah. a name. I mean, um, how? It takes me back to when you you would play sort of lower level football, mm. and like half the team would have like their new kit on some of the team would have yes. like their older mm. kit on some of the team would just have a white t-shirt with some masking tape with their number right. on the back like that's yeah. a cork and special yeah, that's honestly the, that's the sort yeah. of level it is they actually they must have texted him just before the match and said hey we actually can we get we need one more down here in the group <laughs> chat. one more down here today we haven't got enough players to fill yeah. if you can we've got a shirt for you uh it's a bit doesn't have a name but it's uh yeah, they've, they've called in a ringer at last minute. Absolutely like. sensational. And I think if we're going to start a GoFundMe for Bromber Poikina to buy a new camera, we need to mm. start GoFundMe so that old Sandberg can get his name on the back of his Norshirping kit. I might go down to um, to Norshirping and uh, go to their club shop, get his name on the back of a shirt, find that's brilliant. him. brilliant. Give it to him. Give it to him. Spot on. Here you go, mate. We can... I mean, that's that's big of you. That's 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 big of you, Mike. I think that's a great that's a great gesture. I'm gonna hold you to that, yeah. Mike. <laughs> All right, um, Mike. You have two corkers to round up this week's review show. Um, 
Uh, you've got two minutes to talk about Werner Mielby and Varberg's boys, Elfsborg. I don't know if you could fit all the highlights into that short period of time, but do your best. Yeah, so I watched um, Varberg's boys, Elfsborg, um, and this was probably one of the worst games I've seen this season. Um, actually, the worst. <laughs> and it was a nil-nil where Varberg's keeper got man of the match, uh, and he only made Ooh. like four saves. So... I literally tried to watch this match twice. I really tried to to give you some or the listeners some sort of information or some sort of some sort of entertainment with this match, but you know there was absolutely nothing. Um, the first time I watched it, I fell asleep after about twenty minutes, and then I was like, okay, well, maybe I was tired. I'm gonna watch it again the next day, um, and then again about twenty minutes in, I just stopped watching and started organizing my living room because that was much more entertaining <laughs> than what was going on. On the TV. Is that the room you're in at the moment? Because there's some <laughs> full-on bizarre stuff behind you, mate. It's a museum. There's like people's heads. There's a little lady sitting on a seat. Oh, yeah, all sorts. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I just... Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I can't give you a match report to that. It was awful. Um, Elfsborg nil, Varberg's boys nil. And then... Talk about yeah goalkeeper errors is that last game that we haven't talked about yet. Vanemurm, Yellowby. Oh, yeah? oh, was there a goalkeeper error in this game as well? Oh, it was terrific. Oh, I missed that. Terrific. He's, uh, yeah, have a look at it. The ball's come in on a cross and the goalkeeper's almost thrown it back into the... Ooh. It's very bizarre. You're almost going to have to give it a watch. Okay. Because it's it, it's coming on his cross and the goalkeeper, he's he's jumped and caught it and then just thrown it back, almost like a volleyball touch back down <laughs> to the, to the Mielby. Sorry, Neil. Um, what was the name of the goalkeeper that did this? <laughs> I'm looking at his name now, and it looks like I don't know why. Yeah, I know. I know you're trying to. Stitch I'm definitely me up. trying to stitch you up. It looks like Pilip Vaitchikowicz. That is an absolutely sensational name. Yeah, and it does say he uh, he made an error leading to a goal. I'm gonna have to have to watch this. It's almost as bad as the uh... Dovin. Yeah, Dovin error. It's up there. That is um, pretty shocking. That's pretty special. Did I read correctly that there were only 920 people at this game? That's probably 920 too many, to be fair. (laughs) 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 But we can sum it up with uh, Dandruff Village. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a little bit of a soft spot for Dandruff Village, but they won 1-0 against Vernemar. And uh, I'm going to have to Google that goalkeeping error because that's sensational. Mm. Nice. Well... Mm -hmm. That concludes the wrap up of the week's fixtures, um, and it was a it was an interesting week. I think the teams that we expected to win won, which is surprising because it shows that we actually might start to learn a little bit about <laughs> Svenskan. Yeah. I'm sure that can all change very quickly, yeah. but um, yeah, it was an interesting week. Yeah, it's also a week where I've oh, I was going to say it's also been a week where I've managed to save my home life a little bit. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. How'd you do that? Well, well, last week's episode, I've used the line. I can't remember what I was talking about, but I've used the term my current wife, <laughs> which, which has brought around all kinds of questions <laughs> from various people. How many wives have you had? How many are you planning to have in the future? <laughs> I, I, is, it, is, it, is, it, is it soon to be... 
that soon to be your ex-wife are, are you two going okay have you started counseling has it been all kinds of all kinds of questions coming out from that but no it's just just me trying to sound smarter than what i actually am she is my current wife she is my also my only wife to date uh, and i don't have any major plans to get rid of her um, so she's also your your future wife as well as your current. currently she is currently my future wife past present that future is, hmm. or as some good friends of mine described her as my current complication <laughs> which um which was quite good but uh yeah no no managed to save that just about just about good that, was, that also made well, it a good week for me congratulations so neil is still married to his mm. current wife um, what what game are you going to be putting your current wife through watching, Neil, this week? What's your game of choice for next um, week? Well, I think I've got to go for Yetabori Malma, Gothenburg Malma. Ooh. Um, because it's not a derby, but it is apparently a very fierce rivalry. But it's not a derby distance-wise. It's a, probably a little bit... Arsenal United. Arsenal United, a little bit like that. Um, But the Swedes have a term for it, for this derby, and it's called Mester Mester Mertet, which... Sorry, what? (laughs) Mester Mester Mertet. Try and say that quickly after a few beers, and I've had a couple. Um, (laughs) So... Is that one of the Mister men? Mister... Mr. Mester Murder. Anyway, okay. it basically means, if any Swedes have understood me, they're great, well done, good job. But it basically means Clash of the Greatest Champions in English, Ooh. which is quite oh, arrogant. Wow, that's very arrogant. But you, you've got the greatest derby name of all time, um, El Trafico, uh, between LA, <laughs> the two mm. LA teams. And then you've got the master of all masters master match, uh, Gothenburg Malmo. <laughs> it sounds like something from He-Man. Yeah. Masters of the universe. All right. So your vote is going to Gothenburg Malmo. Mike, what about you? Um, well, I'm a bit of a left field choice in going out for Mielby Doe Rapids or Degaforge. <laughs> they are, I think we figured out that they are actually Doe Rapids, like a flower yeah. dough so we've got dandruff dandruff village versus doughy rapids the, the doughy rapids. rapids yeah i mean which is yeah sensational i don't know if they've got that at Gronalund, but it sounds um <laughs> yeah, anyway, i'm gonna be watching that one with a four-hour queue <laughs> um, oh, and uh once again i had the 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 luxury of choosing the first <laughs> the first game of the week and putting it in the show doc and i've chosen aik hammerby um, not just because it's a Stockholm derby, um, but I do want to see how low can AIK go. And if they lose, like if they get battered by Hammerby, that is going to be an absolute bloodbath on the terraces. Like seriously, they they booed their team off at halftime against Norrköping, right? What are the AIK fans going to do if they if they get trounced? Do you think their arena will be um, friendly at the end of it if they lose? <laughs> <laughs> no one's leaving that place as friends. Oh, Jesus. 
And it is at Friends Arena. So yeah, Hammerby are going to walk into Friends Arena and try and annihilate any sort of friendship in AIK's dressing room or stadium. So that that's my Not pick of the week. for you to pick a Hammerby match, Andy. The, sus- oh, the suspicions are growing stronger. Wow. Am I, am I like... Am I am I a closet Hammerby fan? Your house will be green before you know it. <laughs> mm. Yeah, watch out. Um, how are we going to decide this then? I, I definitely don't want to see Mike's match. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, all right, fair enough. All right, yeah, Mel B. Degerfosh. Let let. Uh, it's interesting because I, I mean I could be persuaded to watch Gothenburg Melmo just because of that name. I'm go- obviously I'm a Hammerby fan apparently, so I'm gonna be watching AK Hammerby anyway. So let's take the game of the week. Let's do a little bit of a random one and let's do Gothenburg Malmö. And if Gothenburg lose mm. by more than three goals, then Mike, you have to have some sort of a an absolutely yeah. epic ten word or less summary uh, mm. for that match. Yeah. Yeah. What I th- I think is going to be five five one. Oh. Um. You think they'll score? No, I think what will happen is. Um, Malmo might just score an own goal at the end because they feel sorry for Gothenburg because they're not really there <laughs> or trying. Oh, um, oh that'd be sweet, wouldn't like it? Like you do on when you play online on FIFA, just to bring them back in the stop them from quitting. Stop you're them like from winning rage quitting oh, yes. five 0 You're like, okay, I'll score a couple of own goals so you you don't quit. And uh, yeah, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> right there, it is. Uh, game of the week next week for us will be Gothenburg and Malmo and that's purely because it's the masters of all mastery master match um, so we're expecting big things um, well thank you everyone for joining us again um, and another week of weird and wonderful Al Svenskin is back in the bag um, let's see what goalkeeping errors happen next week and if Luis Suarez has learned his lesson or carries on banging in goals who knows Thank you for joining us. Much love. Goodbye. Hey, Dora. Bye-bye.